threat of disaster is never pleasant. Welcome to the Casual Preppers Podcast. These safety measures are essential. The only place for prepping, survival, and entertainment. This will be your source of survival instructions and information. Every member of the family must be coached in the business of survival. Here are your hosts, Cam and Kobe. Hmm? Yeah. Everybody want to talk about pyramids. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm excited about today's episode. Been thinking about it for a while. This one's been on the... It's been on the list it's for been years. On the list for a long time. Really. Um, it keeps making its way up. <laughs> conspiracy. <laughs> no, it is a conspiracy. Uh, yeah, what are we talking about today, Cameron? We're going to talk about the pyramids. Yeah. Because, mm. I mean, honestly, everything I knew about them... Mm. Wrong. ...is gone. I think. Like, yeah. yeah not, not at all what I thought. Well, and really, what I've found out is that nobody knows anything about them. Well, we do. And we that's know what some we're stuff. Yeah, talk to you. About. We do know some stuff. Yeah, but before we talk to you hmm? about the pyramids, this information may have come from pyramids. It's called <laughs> self-reliant medical care, and it's it's. I mean, there's no joking around about it. It's a big deal. You need to know how to take care of yourself and your family and your loved ones hmm. when things go south. Hmm. There's only one book that'll tell you how to do that, and it's the Prepper's Medical Handbook by noted wilderness medicine expert and survivalist William W. Forgey. Yeah. MD. Yeah, man. He's legit. He knows his stuff. I wish I could meet him. Went to medical school. I want to meet him. That's why he got MD in the back of I want to meet him. I do too. You know? He seems super smart. Yeah. Um, But you can basically obtain all that information that he has learned through his book Mm -hmm. and know how to take care of yourself when the grid goes down, when SHTF, all that stuff. So um, it's definitely part of my library because... um, it's easy to access the information that you need that you're most likely to encounter with you or your family. Yeah. It's very organized. It's easy to read. You don't have, you know, difficult medical jargon. And it even shows you how to build your own fact, which I really like. That's the best, yeah. So really is. if you want to know how to practice medicine in the wilderness, this is the book to get. The Prepper's okay. Medical Handbook by Wilded. By, by Wilded. Wilded. By old William W. Forge. Yes, sir. Go to PreppersMedicalHandbook.com or just go to Amazon where you're shopping every second of every day lately. Mm. You know what? In my mind, like William W. Forge somehow is connected to uh, Charles Edward, and I don't know why. <laughs> Like, yeah. I feel like they're kind of like kindred spirits. They probably, yeah. You know what I mean? Reincarnated. Yeah. Something like that. That's kind of like I'm getting a vibe from old Dr. Forgey. Yeah. You know? Did I write this book? Did I write it? Dear Prepper. Dear Prepper. There's <laughs> only one way to survive. Penguin meat. <laughs> He's just biting <laughs> penguin jerky. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, sir. But that, yeah, get it. It's a good book. Get, get it. Um, But, man, today we're talking about the pyramids. Yeah. And, and really we're focusing on those, the Giza things, ones. Right? Yeah, the Giza. Because like, there, there's thousands of pyramids. Like, pyramids true. everywhere. I ain't the only ones. No. But these are the ones Which that, I did believe. They're yeah. only those. I thought so, too, when I was little. I was like, so. there's three pyramids well, in the world. Well, last week, yeah. I knew I When I was so littler, <laughs> when I was 42 and three quarters, um, <laughs> I think, am I 42? I think I'm 42. I get um, that confused. Yeah. Do, do you not get, like, your age confused Yeah, I have to times? look at the birthday calendar, yeah, like, like, for my family, because my name's on there, and I'm yeah. like, oh, it's my 42nd birthday this year. I have to I have to go back from the year I was born yeah, to what 42. year it is, and then I figure Well, you're technically... 
in your 43rd year. Yeah, I'm in my 43rd so, year. Good job. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Um, but I've never seen the pyramids in all those 43 I years. I do really want to see them. I would love to. That'd be, that's one of my... To me, they're just, they're fascinating. Super fascinating. And the more I learn about them, the more <laughs> yeah. I'm fascinated. After reading this, I'm just blown away. Yeah, it's crazy. We have a ton of information today, by yeah. the way. Yeah. So stick with us. Yeah. Um, this is going to be like National Geographic on yeah, steroids. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so... Or not. Probably National Geographic <laughs> on Valium. <laughs> on, no, it's like National Geographic on alcohol, probably. Or something. <laughs> no, that makes more you sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, so mm-hmm. um, just a few things before we get into the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, just kind of history and purpose facts about the pyramids. Okay. So when I was little, um, yes, last week, um, <laughs> I thought about the pyramids as like these awesome things that all I can picture is like, you know, all of these Egyptians wearing like the pharaoh's like yeah. headgear and just whipping all these slaves mm-hmm. to pull all these stones up. I even remember there's a Garfield, like <laughs> where they're like he's he's like in Egypt and they're uh-huh. um that's what they're doing. They're like whipping all these really poor, like super Jeez. skinny slaves. That's pretty crazy for And he's Garfield. like he's like held up as because they find the Oh, the Sphinx. The Sphinx on there. That makes so he's sense. like yeah. a you know, a pharaoh himself. Yeah. Anyways, that's a great it. Garfield episode if you want to go see it. Was that like Garfield and Friends? I, think, I don't think I don't Do you know. remember that one? The yeah, oh yeah, I watched it all. I time. watched that every day. I always when it came to the Friends part, I just stopped watching. Did you? You didn't like the other ones, huh? Not as much. It was like uh, I can't remember what the Friends were now. But even now watching Garfield, I'm like, I'm not really into it. I don't like the they have, there's a new one coming much. out. Oh, I thought it's it was Chris funny. Pratt is uh, Garfield. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. There do you remember on um uh, I think it's on Zombieland. Mm-hmm. When they're like, "Do you have any regrets?" Oh, it's yeah. like maybe Garfield. <laughs> yeah, maybe Garfield. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, when Bill Murray. Bill Murray's dying. He just anyway. me. Man. Um. So, anyways, that's kind of how I always saw him. But yeah. Sure. Now, recently, with like new information and things that they found, mm-hmm. papyri and all that good stuff, they found that like it wasn't that way. It was more they were like well fed mm-hmm. hired and like part of society that like wanted to build so i heard that it was like kind of like a foreman and everything yeah. to like operate the way that they whoever got this contract man <laughs> i know <laughs> they really the way that they figured that out was one article that i read is that they found all these bones of cows nearby oh i didn't hear that no. and, and because of that like that was like for like people that like they would never have fed slaves beef Oh really? Yeah, and so that's, that's the reason they, they like think the consuming a ton of yeah. cow meat. Oh. Because yeah, they they oh they must have been actually paid workers. Hmm. I don't know. That's cool. I don't I know. know that's that, cool. But yeah. yeah, but yeah, like and and just for one, I mean, they're massive, and <sighs> the the size of the stones used were like just enormous, and mm. they they found that like the material used was like eight hundred kilometers away. So they had to transport mm. the material or stones or however through the Nile. And Kobe's going to talk more about like, you know, some of the ideas of how they actually constructed this thing with different methods. And let me tell you, none they really of them don't make know. any sense Yeah, this, this is crazy. None of them make sense. So, um, but even, you know, at 4,500 years old, they're still finding more and more information about these sure, things. Sure, yeah. The, the pyramids of Giza, so. Um, and there's just this thing. Um, Egyptians, this was this year... Egyptians officials, Egyptian officials announced the discovery of a hidden corridor above the pyramid's entrance measuring 30 feet long. And the passage could serve as a jumping off point for an additional research into mysterious inner wow. chambers. Like, I thought that it was fully explored already. No, man. And they keep finding, like, these yeah. different passages. They've sent robots in. We'll talk a little bit about that. 
and there's like sealed off areas that mm-hmm. they they haven't explored. And to me, just, honestly, it's crazy that they haven't just cut this thing up. Me, yeah, I don't understand how. Well, like, I, I know I, that they're like this is sacred, yeah. the Egyptians, but they're doing their own like research. Yeah. It's like no, no, it's ours. We yeah. won't figure out what's and, going on. And like, I kind of get it. Like, I you do. You want to preserve them. Yeah, they've been here for forty five hundred years. Let's not let's not make that the end of it. <laughs> But it's like it's just crazy to me that they really haven't gone in and just cut this thing to pieces. Yeah, you would think to look it, through everything, just knock all the bricks off. Oh like, yeah, just like people just push, push it all it. over, <laughs> dynamite. We gotta it. figure out what's in the middle of this thing. That's what I'm surprised hasn't like, happened. Yeah, I'm it's actually blown impressed. Sky high. Impressed that they haven't done that. Yeah. So even I mean, just recently they've been doing these scans and ultrasound mm-hmm. um, to kind of like figure out what is throughout the whole thing. It's a baby. <laughs> <laughs> you got two little babies. You got twin, so, twin yeah, pharaohs. But they've yeah. But these scans mm-hmm. that they've done have revealed several voids, thirty mm-hmm. foot long passages that they haven't been in, which lies beneath the chevron shaped configuration stones, not far from where the tourists are going in. So that's the so one that, there's a gas station right there. Is yeah, that what you said? that's why I know. I'm like <laughs> chevron throws me off too. Oh, yeah. chevron's like this ah, zigzag. I'm more like a Texaco man. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, but they're still finding stuff to, to yeah. up to today, which is crazy. Um, just some basic facts about it that are pretty straightforward facts. I mean, not, well, maybe. They could be changed maybe. next week. Yeah. The Great Pyramid of Giza is the oldest of the seven wonders of the ancient world and is still largely intact. Like we were saying, it's crazy. Like, they haven't destroyed this thing. And that's that's an episode on itself, the seven wonders of the, of the ancient yeah. world. Because, like, it's the only one that's left yeah. out of all of them. That's true, huh? Which is pretty crazy to me. And, like, some of them, like, I think one of them was the Hanging Gardens. Like, they don't even know if that actually true. really existed. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's some really interesting stuff It's crazy stuff, there. stuff yeah. Yeah. Um, they were constructed during the fourth dynasty of the old kingdom of ancient Egypt around 2500 to 25, or 2580 to 2560 B.C. They, yeah. They believe that during the time of the construction that woolly mammoths were yeah. still on Earth. Isn't like, that, this is insane. This, so, and then that also... Maybe that's who was pulling the bricks around. Well, I don't know. Maybe they, that would make so, some more that would make sense. make more sense. Some huh? of it, but... Just put in their tusks and... Yeah. Good job. Exactly. T-Rex is running around back. 20 years. To, is what it says. Yeah, 20 years. 2580 to 2560. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Right? Do your math right. Yeah, if I'm doing math right, that's 20 years. And we'll talk about that later, but like... Took tw- 50 years in Salt Lake <laughs> to put together a temple. They are still... Working on I-15. <laughs> it's true, it's too. We've been doing that forever. <laughs> yeah. We've I mean, lost a little bit of yeah. advanced technology. Well, and then and, that, uh, speaking of that, I just watched a video this morning where they were talking about, like, after these pyramids were built, they progressively got worse. Like the, like the pyramids technology? that they built. Oh, really? They just got worse and worse and worse. It's almost like they forgot. Subcontractor. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to flip them, right? <laughs> this is like exactly. a flipped pyramid. Um, you know, those flipped houses. Oh, these real nice. Yeah, just going to do it real quick, cheap material, <laughs> get it off to the next guy before the market falls out. But no, but I they said that like they it's like they forgot the technology or they forgot. Or the aliens left. Or the aliens left. That's what I'm saying. Like there is so much surrounding this. It really this is like, I didn't think it was that interesting. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, it's interesting. And when you brought it up about mm-hmm. doing an episode and digging into it for this, I'm like, my gosh. Digging man, into it, it. Getting deep into digging that pyramid. Into it. Yeah. Yeah. The construction of the pyramids remains a subject of big mm-hmm. debate, you know, and we'll talk. That's, we'll spend some time there. Oh, but yeah. The Great Pyramids contain three main chambers that mm-hmm. we know of. Yeah. The King's Chamber, the Queen's Chamber, and an unfinished chamber at a lower level. Mm. 
the purpose of the pyramid was most likely multifaceted, um, um, serving as tombs for pharaohs, symbols of royal power, and possibly having astronomical or religious significance. And so, like, that's what growing up, I always, I always thought it was a tomb. assumed it's a tomb. But the more I look at stuff, the more I watch videos and read, I'm like, this really, it's almost just, they're just guessing. Yeah, they are. It's they're crazy. just guessing. And then not to mention all the like early explorations and the deaths and the weird, I never even mentioned any of that. Yeah, like exploring and all the weird crap that was happened to him. Like it was yeah, I mean, trapped. And Brendan Fraser had a hard time, I think. <laughs> he did, he? yeah. Over yeah, there. I don't Chester know. Copperpot's in there. Yeah, I'm sure Chester Copperpot's One of his in there family too, members, yeah. anyway. But the, the pers- Mummy—that was a great movie. That was a good. Mo- I like that movie. Great yeah. movie, man. Um, but yeah, the and the pyramids continue to be a source of fascination and mystery, and they're still researched even to today, which is pretty cool. Yeah, man. It's again like this is like something that if anybody tells you, oh yeah, this is how it was done in this <clears> time, like there shouldn't. I I feel like they're. I mean, we talk about mysteries all the time. Right. But this one's like it's right there in front of you, like. How do you not know how it all works? Like, yeah. The more we go through this, you guys. Let me in there. I'll tell you what's going on. <laughs> the more we go through this, the more you're going to be like, wait, nobody has any clue Mm-mm. what's going on. This just, it it's, makes no sense. It seemed so simple to me as a kid. So, so simple. simple. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, it's just big stones. Mm. It's got a little tunnel to a tomb. That's yeah. all I ever thought of. Like, I didn't even think there was any sure. mystery around it. But yeah, you were there's wrong. A ton you were wrong. And now you know. There's a ton of mystery. Um, yeah, mystery, man. That's the thing. What's going to happen? You know, I think they're gonna be like War of the Worlds, like yeah, one day like, the lightning's gonna yeah. hit the top. Mm. Somebody's gonna power the inside. Oh, and geez. It's gonna lift off. I'll bet you, like somebody will get hurt probably. And what if Just you're a really dumb robot? Yeah, it's like <laughs> what if you're in an SHDF situation? You get hurt and you need like antibiotics. Oh, you know what I mean. What would you That's do? That's always a concern for a prepper. Like, we think about that all the time. You know, in today's unpredictable world. Not for me. I've world, been taking them for months. <laughs> I'm on a I'm, constant dose. I'm immune to everything. I have a Z-Pack that I just continue <laughs> all the time. Um, in today's unpredictable world, being prepared for unexpected health challenges, it's more crucial than ever. That's why we are so glad we discovered contingency medical. You guys, imagine a health crisis strikes and the usual channels for medications, they're disrupted. We've talked about this. Guaranteed. It's going to happen and it has happened. That's where- I'm not going to work. (laughs) No, Cam's not going to get you a prescription. That's where contingency medical saves the day by providing you access to emergency packs of antibiotics for ordinary ailments like urinary tract infections, ear infections, strep throat, and more. We're talking about common antibiotics. They treat hundreds of additional infections, right, Cam? Mm-hmm. They're not just for one thing. Contingency Medical even has symptom management medicines, everything from nausea and diarrhea to motion sickness, ensuring you're up to the task, even if you're not feeling your best. Look, I recently went through the process and I ordered my own ReadyPack Plus. Cam actually did the same thing. Was it last year or earlier this year? Yeah, I think it was last year. Honestly, it was so easy. I couldn't believe how easy it was. Like I was thinking this was going to be like a tough process. I thought it was going to be a televisit. I had to take all my clothes off and video it. And I was okay with that. (laughs) I just didn't want to have it. I had it ready. (laughs) Like I was naked the whole time. Uh, I went through it. (laughs) But uh, look, it is so easy. And I'm not, I'm like, really, like, I was astounded how easy it was. Yeah. Um, so you really got to go try this out. Contingency Medical also provides access to board-certified physicians mm-hmm. for guidance on safe and effective treatment. Plus, your prescriptions are shipped from licensed pharmacies, so you know you're receiving quality care from start to finish. And get this, Contingency Medical offers free shipping on all packs, so there's really no reason to delay. Now's the time to prioritize preparedness. Don't wait. 
Go to contingencymedical.com slash CPP. Enter our promo code CPP. You guys, you're going to get $20 off your pack. That's a free, freaking good deal. That's $20 That's off. That's a free it, antibiotic right there. Yeah. At any pack at contingencymedical.com slash CPP with our code CPP. Also, disclaimer, Contingency Medical and its products are not intended as a substitute for, for, for professional medical yeah. treatment or advice. Consult with your healthcare provider. This is like a yeah, backup. No, I, don't, I know what I need. Like, <laughs> I know you what I need. You're on your deathbed. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't, yeah. So, guys, I mean, really... It comes in this cool little pack too. Like it looks nice. Now you don't have to get unpredictable fish antibodies. I know. You can get a real deal. This is I was so stoked when when we decided to partner with these guys. So contingencymedical.com slash CPP. Use our code CPP. Get 20 bucks off. So sweet. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about these pyramids and how um there's some insane facts. I want to talk about like the construction of them because yeah. that's where we're like it's it starts I think to that's blow the my most mind boggling. <clears throat> yeah. So the pyramid, the this is the big one. It is estimated to have two million three hundred thousand stone <laughs> blocks. And they weigh anywhere from two to thirty tons, and some blocks that weigh over fifty tons. Like it, it, that's unfathomable. Uh, amounts of weight. If you think about 50 No one tons, knows what a ton is. It's 2,000 pounds. <laughs> a ton is 2,000 pounds. Yeah. So that's 2,000 times 50 for one of those stones. You can't just lift that with a couple of that's guys. That's insane. That's um, a lot of... Like, like yeah. we don't have a lot of cranes that... I mean, Even things, our... Yeah, I was going to say, even the equipment we have would struggle yes. to construct this thing. 100%. So that's, that's kind of crazy. Everybody loves it when I say 100%. Um... <laughs> The granite used in the Great Pyramid was transported over 500 miles to the construction site. Now, the granite, if you don't know, is hard and heavy. Oh, they said, granite, they have. <laughs> yeah, granite. Granite. Using it as the... No, yeah, I was gonna, no, I didn't. So how the hell did they transport that? I don't know. Nobody knows. That You don't know, nobody knows, really. Some say that maybe they used barges, you know, yeah, big that's boats. what they kind of think is like yeah. shipped up the Nile. But. Shipped up the Nile. But I think they're in denial, really, mm-hmm. on that one. <laughs> um, but the bigger stones wouldn't work that way. You couldn't you couldn't do it with those. Some say there were cranes, but there weren't. They didn't have cranes 4,500 like years ago. big flying cranes. No, no, I'm talking about yeah. machines. So there's lots of different theories there. The outer mantle. But still, it's I like, know. what do you have, like a thousand cranes lined up? And it's like past each what one of them. What did you build the like cranes through? out of? Steel. They didn't have steel. They didn't even have iron. It was all I know. copper. That's so weird. I don't get it. Yeah. So the outer mantle was composed of 144,000 casing stones, all of them highly polished and flat to an accuracy of one one hundredth of an inch. It's like everybody working on it was a sculptor. And you even sculptors today can't do that. Yeah. They can't do it to one 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 hundredth of an inch. It's insane. And they weighed fifteen tons each, by the way. The cornerstone just rolled over and start <laughs> yeah. working on one side. The cornerstone foundations of the pyramid have ball and socket construction capable of dealing with heat ex- uh, expansion and earthquakes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, yeah, so it was like a ball and socket. Like, oh, this is insane, dude. The mortar used this. Wow. The mortar used. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Wow. Wow. The mortar used is of an unknown origin. It has been analyzed and its chemical composition is known, but it can't be reproduced. Wow. We cannot reproduce it today. Doesn't mean we can make an iPhone, but we cannot make the mortar they use. (laughs) You okay? We cannot make the mortar that they used. Um, And it's stronger than the actual stone the mortar is. It's still holding up today. 
You know who's using this stuff? Who? Dentists. Dentists. The, the only ones that have access <laughs> to this. They're, they're actually the descendants of pharaohs. I, well, they're... Yeah. Does that make sense? They're descendants of pharaohs, <laughs> and they also came from Atlantis. They also... Yeah. So, oh, this is all coming together. This is making more sense now. Yeah, get out your tridents. <laughs> all right. Um, the centers of the four sides are indented with an extraordinary degree of precision, forming the only eight-sided pyramid. This effect is not visible from the ground or from a distance, but only from the air, and then only under the proper lighting conditions. At dawn and sunset on the spring and autumn equinoxes when the sun casts shadows on the pyramid. What? Yeah. You tell me how they did that. Give me an explanation. Yeah. I don't get it. The granite coffer in the king's chamber is too big to fit through the passages, so it had to have been placed during construction. The coffer is made out of a block of solid granite, so this would have required bronze saws eight to nine feet long with teeth of sapphires. <laughs> Sapphire teeth. Okay? <laughs> I'm waiting for BattleBox to send that blade. <laughs> oh, man. The sapphire teeth. Blade of the month. <laughs> the pharaoh coffer saw. Um, oh, man. Anyways, the Great Pyramid, this is cool, had a swivel door entrance at one That's time. That's cool. I, I I saw that, and I was like, um, it was like super efficient. Like, didn't mm, it say like very little yeah. pressure? It is reported that when the pyramid was first broken into, that the swivel door weighing some 20 tons, that's 20 times 2,000 pounds, you guys, um, was so well balanced that it could be opened by pushing out from the inside with only minimal force. But when it was closed, it was so perfect um, of a fit that it could scarcely be detected and there wasn't enough crack or crevice around the edges to get a grasp on the outside. Just like perfect. That's okay. insane. Tell me how this happened. I don't Have you know. ever gone through a door in like the Hilton? Those things are hard to push. Are they? Oh, and yeah. And it would be way smoother and it weighs 20 tons. <laughs> exactly. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, I compare it to a Hilton door for sure. Yeah, um, that's what it is. <laughs> they designed it after that. <laughs> Maybe a Radisson. I don't know. Speaking of, I was only going to the lobby to look. Mm. And I was on my way out. <laughs> you were on your way to the Econo Lodge down the street. There. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's um, what we usually do. We go to Salt Lake. We stay in like a cheap hotel and then mm -hmm. let's go wander around the lobbies at Christmas. <laughs> Look yeah. how nice these hotels are, kids. These people are of the one percent. They're not us. <laughs> They're all like looking at me like, what is this trash? Get your disgusting here? kids out of here. <laughs> They're getting syrup on our doors. <laughs> get back in your car and go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Get back in your car and go. Uh, some say the Great Pyramid of Giza took tw a 20,000. <laughs> getting syrup. <laughs> of course, yeah, their mouths. Yeah, they're just covered in syrup. You eating pancakes in those cars? Good gracious, get out of here. Um, some say that the Great Pyramid of Giza took 20,000 workers 20 years to build, or just one alien spaceship. <laughs> yeah. I added that one in there. Okay. <laughs> That's the only thing that makes sense. It's the only plausible explanation I have at this. But here's the crazy thing. I'm going to talk about this a little bit more later. But so if it took 20,000 workers and it took 20 years to build, I I think they know how many years it took because of like carbon dating the stones and stuff. I don't know you how. You think. Yeah. But they keep changing their minds. But if it took them 20 years to build, it means that they had to have placed 12 blocks each hour, day and night for 20 years. That's uh, this is yeah. Explain it. I don't. I can't. <laughs> Give me some answers, <laughs> son of a b. I can't figure it out. Seriously. So like how did the efficiency? Yeah. It just. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's like it's like when they you were go, not American. That's for sure. I don't know. Unless it was like Chick Fil A <laughs> line. True. I don't know how they're so efficient. I don't know how they do that either. But yeah, they might have built the pyramid. You're like I'm in the third level of the circle. Yeah. How, how am I? I already got my burger. I, I got my burger. Some I've already eaten it. Yeah. I've already I defecated. Do it's crazy. 
<laughs> How did yeah. they do this? Cars washed? Yeah, car- it's like, what happened? <laughs> my, my kid's homework's done? Like, well, I just wanted chicken yeah, nuggets. that Chick-fil-A circle. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. Does, everything happens. Everything I, comes together. Maybe they have, like, the f- secrets of the pharaoh. And, then, and they're like, what are we going to do with this? We're going to start a chicken joint. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Look. They're smart. You're going to get it so fast. <laughs> We're going to make a lot of money. Yeah, freaking good chicken, good sauce, and you're going to get it quick. <laughs> you know? Secret to the Pharaoh. Yeah. <laughs> pyramid power. Um, okay. How did they construct the pyramids? Um, some people say they had machines or cranes to do this. They were ancient, obviously, 4,500 years ago. So the- <laughs> Simple. It's simple. And machines and cranes. Next question. <laughs> that was easy. Move on. But, you know, so this might explain some of the other, like, there are different types of pyramids. They're the step pyramids that have, like, the big yeah. you know, the steps in them. But it would not, you couldn't do it in G- the Giza pyramids. Just wouldn't work. They didn't have the surfaces available, right? Um, it, it, this kind of goes in with, with this too. Um, in 1884, an article in the Fort Wayne Journal Gazette by a conference of scientists oh, said that, that maybe there were already hills and mountains. They just put stones on the outside. Yeah, oh, yeah, I have actually a little part about yeah, that. Yeah, so that, but that, they actually say that's been be debunked at this no, point. It's, no, it's true. Yeah, well, I got to talk about it. That's oh, true. Okay, <laughs> yeah, maybe later on we'll talk about that. Um, so, like, yeah, one of the most challenging feats involved in building the pyramids seems to be the way which the Egyptians were able to cut the rocks with that, that extreme precision. So they stack them with almost no space in between them at all. Not even a piece of paper can fit where the two stones touch. We look. I read this in several articles. We can't recreate this today with our most powerful diamond-tipped blades. We cannot do. Will they it. try to sapphire blade? I don't know, <laughs> but they can't do it. Yeah, that's that's where my confusion lies. I don't get it. Um, well, I've seen the corners and edges in my house, and I can tell you for <laughs> sure, there's no ninety degree angles. They are not doing <laughs> yeah. very well with construction. Some say no. They were able to do this. Just basic hand tools and some ingenuity. Like, it's not that they had better tools than we do. They were just really a lot better at using it. I mean... They cared about their work. I guess so, but, (laughs) I mean, I I still, to me, doesn't explain it. It doesn't. So, some say that to achieve that smoothness in the rocks, they just had these two big poles with a tight rope connected, you know, and they would pull the rocks underneath and pull it forward so you could tell if it was out of level. Because that still doesn't make like there's I no know. way that would be that. So when it when it made contact with the rope, they knew they had to shave that piece down. Tell I mean we can't shave it down. It's not sundown on the third Saturday of the month. It ain't a vernal equinox. We can't we make can't, this work. Yeah, we can't see it. So anyways, some say that they just use tools. I don't know. <laughs> Good luck with that one. Yeah. Um. Some say it might have been liquid limestone. I saw concrete. that. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um. Basically, they were they were. Kind of makes sense. It got poured by pouring into some like forms of some sort, and you know, it made a perfect geometric shape. And then they put them. That in. makes a little more sense to me than yeah. transporting this massive, I mean, perfectly cut brick. Yeah, that's well to me it does. And there's actually a little bit of um, salt. <laughs> yeah, there's actually evidence to this. Uh, somebody looked at it. The Egyptologist Jean Philippe Lauer. Oh the, yeah, t- mm-hmm. that dude detected that appears to be air bubbles on the surface of the stones, signifying that air may have been trapped under the liquid. Oh yeah. So somebody didn't sift, it didn't shake it good enough, get all bubbles out. That's right, exactly. Didn't, Here's didn't one of tamp it. Yeah, you got to tamp enough. that down. Um, ramps. This is where a lot yeah. of people think this worked. Because this is of ramps. the idea I kind of like picture in my mind. Exactly. So. But here's the problem. If you just did a flat ramp up for the, the main pyramid, I think it's Khufu, the big one, mm-hmm. um, just a flat ramp to get that rock up to the top, 
um, that ramp would have to be over a mile long <laughs> to to work just for physics to actually physically get it up there. So they're like, there's no way that that's a lot of um, wood and whatever else. Whatever to they build made. that. And like, how would you get a 50 ton rock on wood? Like, it would be insane, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people say no, it was a zigzag ramp, you know, on the outside as yeah. they go up. Which okay, that but they're well, saying kind of like a um, what's the thing? Anyway, I don't know the things that we used to build now, like the what are they called? <laughs> Houses when they paint, like they stack them on each other, the pole, like they they all like click together type of thing. Scaffolding, scaffolding. Okay, well, yeah, it sort just of. looks like scaffolding on the outside, kind of, but it's like a ramp. It, okay. Right, it's a. Yeah. It's not really scaffolding. They're not going over each other. No, they it, just wrap and it, around. And it, and it was. It was built like of earth and rock. Yeah, the ramps were. Oh, is what they're saying. Okay. Do you know what I mean? It's not like a outside like wood scaffolding no. build. That's mm-hmm. what I was picturing. No, no, not like that. Um, it's actually made of like, the, like uh, earth. Oh, okay. Yep. So they're, they're. It's like they're kind of building the pyramid, but the, using the uh, ramp on the outside of it. I can't. I, <laughs> I can't even talk about it. So <laughs> no. Um, but this is actually, this has been widely discredited <laughs> because like you wouldn't be able to get those rocks around the We need the NFL the like drawing thing. I know. So Telestrator. Can, yeah, Telestrator. That's what we need. I'm sure uh, for sure. But they're saying. draw it and yet they yeah. used to move <laughs> They used to make ton. it somehow. But anyway, say you can't get those big stones around the corners of it. It just wouldn't it's work. There's always a problem. There's always a problem. Um, so anyways, yeah, that makes sense. But John uh, Pierre Houdin, he has a, a theory called the internal ramp theory. So since the 1990s, a French architect named Jean-Pierre Houdin has devoted all his time to studying the Great Pyramid and has been able to design a most brilliant pyramid construction theory ever conceived. According to Houdin, the Great Pyramid was constructed with the use of two separate spiral ramps. The first one was an outer spiral ramp ascending about 30% the way up, and the second was an internal spiral ramp through which the heavy stones were dragged the rest of the way. Hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I was like, people like this. Mm-hmm. Where do they, where do they get their money? They just sit at home and like the government draw it up. There's a the government. Like I don't know. I'm glad that they're working yeah. on it and trying to figure it out. But I don't know. Maybe he sells croissants. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or I French can't toast. work on a pyramid today. <laughs> gotta go work. <laughs> gotta go sell some French toast. <laughs> okay, don't mess with it. <laughs> I almost got it figured out. I've been making calculations and stuff. Okay. I'm gonna figure this out. Bunch of bread stacked on itself. Like <laughs> he's don't got, touch it. He's using croissants for everything <laughs> to make his so model. Line it up like this. He's pulling a little string, like a little croissant going up. Croissant. I like that. Croissant. That, yeah. Croissant. That's a different cruise on a croissant. Oh there. <laughs> See that croissant cruising up yeah. there? Yeah. Um, and they, they actually said there are there is some evidence for this when they did some like low density scan of the pyramid that they could see some of this stuff in there. So that might be a plausible explanation, but there would also have to be some big cranes involved to make that work as well. So stupid cranes, you tell me, can't rule them out. This one is the stupidest thing I've ever heard, but it's actually a really popular theory. People think this works. Wet sand. Mm. So, yeah, today some advocates still believe that the pyramid stones were moved over piles of sand that were made wet so as to, you know, easily drag the stones without causing friction. So, like, they just got this, the, the wet, the stone, like 50 tons. They could just move it because they were on mud. I don't okay. know. That doesn't make any sense. It to doesn't me. make any sense to me either because it's like over 800 kilometers. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you just keep wetting it, boy. And like aqueducts and stuff weren't. Like developed and stuff, were they at this well, point? Well, they think that there were. Maybe there were. There's one of the theories that 
the next theory, the water shaft theory. It's sort of like an everything back in the history. I know. It's like, well, aqueducts. Aqueducts. They did it with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to get my prepper aqueduct set up. Oh, I know. You definitely do. But anyways, they say this, this is a way that they could explain at least the transportation of the stones from hundreds of miles away, right? They could use that. Um, but they're like, well, then maybe, you know, they had some sand on the ramp and then they got it wet so it was easy to push up. But then they're like, well, how are you going to get um, traction on the I, ramp to I pull it? You know, you, you get 100 slaves up there pulling this thing. They're all falling on their face. Yeah, I was going to say. So saying, super slippery. Yeah, that probably isn't going to work. So that, but that's Unless one they have of them. sapphire shoes. Oh, yeah. They ain't getting traction all day with yeah. that. Ooh. <laughs> I got a new sapphire Nikes. We're low on sapphire. Been using on everything. <laughs> Bring out the sapphire. Um, yeah, so the water shaft theory, like you alluded to, I mean, sort of like an aqueduct, right? Yeah. Um, what about constructing a long water causeway underground from a local water source within reasonable distance from the quarry and then using water shafts to float the stones upward? So somehow, like, they had this long causeway and then they had a bunch of water and they'd float it up somehow. You feel? I feel like there would be some evidence of, like... A lot more evidence of these big that's the problem. forms, like they're gone. They're like, okay, so they have this these miles long causeways, but now we can't see them anywhere. Can't find anything. Yeah. We know exactly where they should be because we know where the river is. We know where the the pyramids are, right? So they basically they would have this causeway, and then they would um, they'd put like these light pieces of flotation material on the stone, bread, yeah, <laughs> croissants mostly, <laughs> and then they would float them, right? Yeah. Um, I just I can't see that working today. Yeah. Like in any, like with all the stuff that we used to like (laughs) bring Titanic parts up. Yeah. It wouldn't work. So it would have took like 10 years to build these causeways and they would have had to have been 6.2 miles we got 10 years left to build it. (laughs) Yeah. Took us 10 years to build. (laughs) Um, So anyways, that, that is one way that they think maybe it could have happened. Here's the one I'm going with. Well, that's just for transportation, right? Yeah. To get there. Well, then then what? It's part, it's part of it. That's, but then also they have some sort of like these shafts built near the pyramid too that would float like them up. like a big up. water park. <laughs> I know, it's, it's like, like six flags or seven peaks <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? This looks fun. Nah, it's just to build a pyramid. Now nah, we just gotta get them stones up there. <laughs> okay? So anyways, here's the theory I'm going with just because to, like I know it's the most insane theory, but it's the really the one that makes it's the, the most, most logical sense. One. It, is, really? it really is extraterrestrial intervention, and everyone's going to be like, "You it's idiot!" The answer to everything, I know, right? It really, you is. can't figure it out. Aliens. So, although extraterrestrial intervention is generally rejected by mainstream scholars because they're just they're close-minded when it comes down to it, okay? <laughs> A healthy number of Egyptologists and historians believe the pyramids were built by aliens. Given everything we know about the pyramids, it may be irrational to conclude that ancient cultures could not have built these incredible structures on their own. I mean, that's where I'm coming from. Give me, show me how it was done, because I can't figure it out. Even with our advanced technology today, we are wholly incapable of constructing pyramids like the ones in Egypt. This this right here came from an article in medium.com. Despite all the study and examination by scientists, exactly how the pyramid was built remains a mystery. With modern-day tools and know-how, scientists have not determined a way to recreate the pyramids, even on smaller scales, with the same precision as those that built the originals. Can't do it. It's crazy. With all the stuff and measurements and lasers and... (laughs) Doesn't make any sense. How we can't... That's why I'm going with aliens, all right? So therefore, obviously, it seems unfathomable that an ancient primitive civilization possessed both the technology and the ingenuity to construct the 
pyramids with this extreme precision. So yeah, again, given 2.3 million stones weighing on average of 2.5 tons each, it is estimated that one stone would have to be put in place every two minutes <laughs> for 20 years straight. Oh my gosh. Okay? Like it doesn't... It's doable. Yeah. Doable. Right, okay. Let me bid this project. You get enough man. Yeah. You yeah. give me some men with some gumption and a little elbow <laughs> yeah. grease. You get the church Sunday school to work with you. Yeah. And get it together. Get her done. Call the priest to corn. We'll get it figured out. Okay. <laughs> He's rotating and out. Yeah. Rotate the stakes and the wards. And For the- sure. Um, <laughs> so this base, this includes the time to cut the rocks perfectly, have them transported miles across the desert, haul them up the ramp of the pyramid, and then lay them perfectly in place. Every two minutes, one of them. Done. You need a saucer, man. You do. You need a flying One saucer. that flies. Or pyramid saucer. Yeah. So in 1968, the Swiss author... Eric von Daniken. 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 Um, Daniken Skywalker um, <laughs> published his best selling book, Chariots of the Gods Unsolved Mysteries of the Past, which went a long way in popularizing the theory that ancient astronauts visited Earth, were welcomed as gods, and greatly. Like ancient astronauts, a little easier to take. I know. Yeah, They're sure. just ancient astronauts. Oh, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. And greatly influenced the cultures, re- religions, technologies, and of course, architecture of ancient civilizations. So that's where it so started. So, do you from. believe the aliens came and gave them information on how to do it, or do you think they helped them do it? I think, and like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they helped them transport. You it. think it was, they, there's just no other way? They're just like, let me grab my toe strap. Yeah, we'll pull. These I got tractor bay. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it. I. I don't. Again, none of this makes any sense to me. My brain isn't big yeah. enough to, to understand it. I do think the next one makes the most sense. Do you, so this okay. is the one I support. We have talked Especially about, from being yeah, down yeah. here. For sure, yeah. Um, have you ever heard of the Narmer palette? <laughs> I remember talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Mm, that's really Narmer. This is a stone tab- <laughs> table uncovered in Egypt and dated to approximately 3000 BCE. The tablet has been identified as a tool of... Sin- what are you talking about? Just, I, we, I remember bringing it up because yeah. we talked about, mm, that's Narmer. Oh, yeah. Oh, Narmer, Narmer, Narmer. This plate, this palette, oh, super Narmer. Narmer, yeah. <laughs> um, is identified as a tool of ceremonial practices and is considered of great cultural significance to Egypt. Um, upon inspection, it can be observed that the Narmer palette has two large animals depicted on one side. They are large, have long twisting necks, and each have a handler holding a leash. Oh, cool. All right. Some pseudo-archaeologists have looked at these animals and compared them to Brachiosaurus, the long-necked dinosaurs made famous by Littlefoot movies. Mm. Mm-hmm. This has been used as one of the main pieces of evidence in the truly shocking claim that dinosaurs built the pyramids. Or I guess it's more like they helped build the pyramids. Ah, uh, yeah. Right? I can see that. Yeah. Can you imagine Why not? just a bunch of brachiosaurus mm-hmm. tree stars out front? Oh, yeah. And they just can walk them right Doing up. Their thing. The exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. It makes as much sense as a ramp that's a mile long. <laughs> or wedding sand for oh, yeah. miles on end. <laughs> yeah. Spit, guys, spit. They're I know. Spitting as Got they go. Don't pee over there. Pee right in front. <laughs> pee right here, buddy. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. And then, like, something, you could just say that there's a long-lost technology that we just don't know about. Yeah. They had some sort of technology, and, and that's kind of what this, this next thing is. Levitation. That's the only thing that would make sense. <sighs> Either the aliens were using, like, yeah. the tractor beams, mm-hmm. or they had some sort of way yeah. to 
basically negate all the gravity. Yeah. So levitation appears as a common theme among among fringe pyramid theorists, and that's I, we're fringe pyramid theorists, of course. At this point, Cam, we're fringe podcasters. Yeah. The famed psychic Edgar Casey, who believed the pyramids were built by a consortium of Atlanteans, Egyptians, yes. and Caucasians, Dentists. from southwest Russia, orthodontists claimed the ancients <laughs> used their extraordinary mental powers to lift the massive blocks into place. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew Collins, author of the book Gods of Eden, Egypt's Lost Legacy and Genesis of Civilization, cites 10th century Arab historian who recorded a folktale. Inscribed magical papyri were inserted beneath the stone blocks used in the construction of the pyramids before the latter were struck by an instrument of some sort, plausibly a rod or a stav, staff. Um, somehow this induced them both to rise into the air and travel for a distance of a bow shot. <laughs> Not too far, but good enough to good enough to make uh, it easy. Uh, get it going. Yeah. So by striking the stones, the ancient Egyptians were able to set up some kind of sustained sound vibration that enabled the building blocks to defy gravity and move over the ground for a distance of around 86.5 meters before they would have to be struck again to achieve the same result. After you hit that rock. <laughs> get one more time. One more hit. <laughs> get one more meters. hit. Yeah. After producing an initial thrust, they would have been able to take advantage of Newton's first law of motion. Yeah, just, so you keep just get moving. Just keep pushing. Yeah. Right? So, um, it kind of it makes sense, but there's no explanation behind how they did it. No. But levitation would make things so much easier. Oh, it would be it's like easy. building a pyramid on the moon. <laughs> just <laughs> exactly. kind of like position it where you yeah. want it. Set it, down. set it down. Put a little glue. Yeah. A little secret mortar. Yeah. A <laughs> little <laughs> bit of that that tooth glue that the <laughs> dentists are using these days yeah. on your crown, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah the crown glue. <laughs> yeah. Exactly what it is. Um. So, like, there's a lot of other stuff with, with the way they were built. It's kind of weird. Like, the precision, the alignment... The pyramids with true, it's like, it's perfect with true north. It's astounding. Given the supposed lack of advanced tools during the time, other than levitation, apparently, some argue that this level of accuracy suggests a deeper understanding of geometry or astronomy. But some say it was just they had a plumb bob. <laughs> they had a plumb bob, they got it to work. You need to do the plumb bob. <laughs> I'm like, really, the, the guy, the redneck next door that's building his fence with the plumb bob? Same could, thing. Could Same go, thing they used. Oh, man. Dead, I don't dead. know. Uh, built over it's not that complicated. <laughs> it's not built over forty five hundred years ago. The three main pyramids: Khufu, Khafre, and Menkare. I don't know. Sure, how to I like that. Okay, exhibit remarkable geometric accuracy and alignment with the cardinal points. The Great Pyramid of Khufu, in particular, showcases an astounding level of precision in its construction, with its sides aligning almost perfectly with north, south, east, west. Like almost That's cool. I had no idea Perfectly, that. yeah. The alignment is so precise that the deviation from true north is minimal, raising questions about the methods and tools used by the ancient builders. And so they say that it's like barely, barely off, but honestly, it could have actually been perfect back then because we think we've had some pole shift well, since 4,500 years ago. Yeah, Sarbamba. Yeah, exactly. So the meticulous alignment of these structures not only reflects the Egyptians' advanced understanding of astronomy and mathematics, but also highlights the cultural and religious significance attached to the celestial orientation of these monumental structures in ancient Egyptian society. So there's a lot of other weird stuff that goes... It's so hard to explain that I didn't really want to go into it too much, but they're saying that the Great Pyramid is like a perfect scale model of Earth. Yeah, that is weird. 
really weird. It also that it encodes its own latitude and longitude. Yeah, that's some, right. For some reason. Like the, the numbers add up to like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And its base perimeter is equal to half a, a minute of latitude. Whatever all this nonsense means, it's all in- interesting to some people. So, um, Also, <laughs> there's like some weird cosmic connections going on with this. So, so there's a geocache there somewhere is what you're mm-hmm. saying. Okay. Got to get the right app, though, to find it. <laughs> some theorists propose a fascinating alignment between the layout of the Giza pyramids and the three stars on Orion's belt. Suggesting a deliberate Orion, (laughs) Orion belt. Sorry, (laughs) suggesting deliberate connection between these earthly structures and the celestial patterns. They're like perfectly aligned. That is weird. Yeah. So it's like they had something going on. They're like, we're gonna build these just like Orion's belt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Aliens needed it to be that way. They did. So then we're talking about the missing capstones that we've mentioned earlier, right? The Great Pyramid of Khufu is believed to have originally featured a smooth outer casing. Made, of, I, I didn't know this. Yeah, I didn't. I cool. didn't either. Because I've always seen those depictions, like they've made like drawings or renderings of it, and yeah, it's my, always it's like, like super bright. Yeah, and like it looks like the dollar bill. Like, yeah, like that pyramid's like super. Yeah, and it's like shiny, but it's because it had this polished Turo limestone. Yeah, that made. Then they show like these reflective. pictures of them standing on these huge stones. I'm like, it looks like crap. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly, it's all torn up. But like, apparently, you could see it from like hundreds and hundreds of miles away because it was so bright. I'd, man, that'd be amazing. Like, oh if you were to time travel yeah. and see the finished product What there. it looked like <laughs> when they were, you know, cutting the ribbon the day they were opening them up to the aliens or whatever they yeah. were doing. <laughs> like, what they looked like, you know what yeah. I mean? Well, we're out. <laughs> <laughs> Giving away, like, free little Egyptian, key, like, <laughs> yeah. pyramid keychains and stuff to everybody. A bottle of mortar. Yeah. Don't use too much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, they Go a problem. long way. Go a long ways for one molar. Um... <laughs> Anyways, some some say so that So do they believe the capstone was gold? Not they don't say it was gold. It was some other material. Like there's a lot of different theories they, of what it actually of was, what it was on the capstone. They do know that the outer casing the crown. Was, that it was tura- made out of crown material, the yeah. same stuff that the dentists use. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's a big crown on it. They top. do know that the rest was that Turo limestone that was super polished. Gotcha. So anyways, anyways, they're saying that because of this capstone that might have had other, you know, significant symbolic value or, you know, spiritual or astronomical significance yeah. because of this. Yeah, there's a part that I have about the material and the casing making mm-hmm. a difference for, like, energy inside. Yes. Like, for some reason, it was, like, yeah. working with the magnetic forces. Mm-hmm. And so when it was in its, like perfect condition yeah. it created a certain power or something so like talking that. about that energy oh um, yeah there you go some theorists speculate that the pyramids were designed as energy generation oh there you go yeah. or transmission devices due to their precise geometric shapes and their alignment with it's just the, a harp Earth's, back in the day exactly yeah and with the earth's magnetic field proponents of these theories often point to the unique qualities of the pyramids architecture suggesting that they could harness or channel energy for various purposes. This idea um, was proposed by British author Christopher Dunn in his book, The Giza Power Plant. Yeah. 19, it sounds like a horrible book. The Giza, <laughs> I want to read about a power plant. Oh, this is like, this is a pyramid. Yeah. Um, according to Dunn, the Great Pyramid of Giza was actually a machine that used hydrogen to produce electricity. He argues that the pyramid's internal chambers and passages were designed to produce a chemical reaction that generated hydrogen gas, which was then used to power an electrical yeah, generator. Yeah, he has a big old, like I went to the website and it's it's wordy. It's wordy, yeah, it's got a lot of but stuff. But it talks about, yeah, all that stuff of how they, they think it like had like almost like a piston and all this yeah. stuff. 
That's crazy, weird. dude. It's weird. This theory goes along with the hidden chambers and mystical powers of the pyramids. As discussed before, a lot of theories with this evolved after the robots' exploration of the Queen's Chamber. Inside, they noted smells and chemicals on the walls. How could they smell? Does the, 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 the robot have yeah, a sniffer on it? Uh, yeah. I think <laughs> I skipped a little piece there That's that fine. said like other people had have gone. I think there. when they explored yeah. it, they there it was a really weird smell. Yeah. So, anyways, that that led them Which to would believe freak me out. Yeah, I know. It's like I'm gonna die. Yeah. i I just breathed in a some feral spirit, probably, <laughs> yeah. or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. uh, or you'll have superpowers. Or one of the yeah, two. Yeah, it's something like that. Um, but anyways, that made him think that this might have been a power plant because of the chemicals involved. And obviously just crawling around in a nuclear power plant. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, not good. Or it's just a gigantic refrigerator. Yeah. Yeah, it could be because it was like perfectly. Like, like the temperature, temperature was exactly like mm-hmm. Earth's like Tem- average temperature. Exactly. And, it, and obviously like advanced mathematics, they're like, this is so perfect that we think that they had like some knowledge of more advanced mathematics than we thought they could have had. And then it also goes into like geological anomalies, like the the ground on which it was built was pretty special, like geologically, it had unique properties, and um, yeah, I know. And then and then like so there's weird. we haven't really talked about the Sphinx because there's the Sphinx there as well, but like some people are saying that the Sphinx is actually older, Whole than, different yeah, time frame. And there's stuff. so much going into that. Like they're saying, oh, there's like water erosion here, which means that it was much older than we think it is. Um, so anyways, there's a whole bunch that goes on there that we don't, we won't really go into, but, um, and then the symbolism and the purpose of all of this, it's obviously there's some sort of symbolic and spiritual significance beyond like their utilitarian functions, but we just don't know what that is. Yeah. Um, seems a lot for a tomb. It really does. Yeah. And it wasn't, I don't know. Yeah. Here's the thing. Like I, I really looked into this. There was no hieroglyphics ever found in these these three. There never was, huh? No hieroglyphics. Guess what? Also, no one n- could draw in there. No mummy. Really? No mummy. What? Yeah. This, that's what I'm saying. Like, so the, the theory that they were built as tombs for pharaohs is just a theory. Oh, because I didn't there's know that. not actual evidence. And they're like, oh, they all got stolen. Like, yeah. Everything got taken yeah. out. So, and obviously stuff. That's did what they get, thought. It has got looted. But uh, they don't know. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's all, I mean, again, I read a million articles and every one of them was different. I know. Nobody had, and nobody that, like, could. the pictures of like weird devices in there that yeah. couldn't explain what they were mm-hmm. doing and stuff. Super Anyways, weird stuff. it's super weird. But you know what? What's not weird is being prepared. And one of, one of the ways to be prepared is with long-term shelf life food. And that is like nutrient survival. Ain't nothing weird about friend. that. Yeah, it's perfect for today, ready for anything ahead. From hearty delicious entrees in nutrient-dense snacks to immunity-boosting drinks and strength-building shakes, each with 40 essential nutrients. Available in handy singles, daily-use pantry packs, durable cans, and 3-90 to 90 day survival kits. Keeping your world safe and your body in peak condition. This isn't your cheap, empty calorie bland food storage. This stuff actually has nutritional value. Check out their NREs, nutrition ready to eat. They are freaking awesome. Head over to NutrientSurvival.com. Use our code Casual preppers for ten percent off your order. I bet you the pharaohs would have put that in the freaking pyramid. You know I what bet I mean? The formula. Oh yeah, survival it's probably in there was somewhere. In there. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So let's talk about some of the other conspiracies that might be surrounding these pyramids. Yeah. Cam. So um, before we go into the conspiracies, I just wanted to talk a little bit about pyramidology or okay. pyramidism. Pyramidism. Um, it refers to the various religious and pseudo scientific uh, speculations regarding pyramids. Most mm. often, 
The Gisum pyramidologists claim that the Great Pyramid of Giza has been encoded with within the predictions for the exodus of the Hebrews from Egypt. So oh. a lot of biblical ties to the whole purpose of this. Sure. You know, um, they say within it has like the predictions of Hebrews, uh, the exodus of, the, exodus of mm-hmm. the Hebrews from Egypt, the crucifixion of Jesus, the start of World War One, the founding of modern day Israel in 1948. All of it is wow. written and found in there. You said there's no writings though? So I don't That's know what if they I read. depicted with... Uh, I read two different articles that said there's no hieroglyphics. Yeah. But so I, I don't know. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah. It, this whole pyramidology reached its peak by the early 1980s. Interests revived in 1992 and 93 when Rudolf Gattenbrink sent remote control robots up the Queen's chamber. <laughs> yes, sir. And we're, <laughs> talking like about, we're talking about the pyramid. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm about to get in and I'm about to breach the I'm Queen's chamber. I'm right, right up the Queen's chamber. <laughs> yes, sir. Types of pyramidology. The main types um, accounts... Pyramidological accounts involve one or more of the aspects, which include meteorological theories regarding the construction of the Great Pyramid, hypothetical geometric measurements and stuff that kind of you talked about. Numerical, we talked about that too. Um, pyramid power. This is I've actually heard about this. This is awesome. This is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Claims originated in the 1960s that pyramids as geometrical shapes possess supernatural powers. So basically just the mm-hmm. construction and shape yeah. has all these like special features. That's I'll, t- a, I'll talk a little more about that. That's a uh, Seinfeld episode as the well. The pyramidology or well, yeah, pyramid I, power? Th- I think I've told you about this one where George, he's got to get his tonsils out and he doesn't want to oh, spend yeah, all the money. That's right. And he goes to... I did watch that episode yeah, after you told me about it. And remember he's holding the pyramid over him while he's drinking that thing? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so funny. But yeah, that was a big deal. Like, yeah, for and sure. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a little more about that. Um, so pseudo-archaeological, which is basically taking the the findings yeah. and kind of bending them in a way that that is a little bit more pseudoscience. You and, know? and a lot of people think guys like Graham Hancock, that's what he's doing. Yeah. I still think he's got some interesting stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like the anti-gravity technology and long lost knowledge, knowledge came from, you know, uh, the different races that no longer exist on Earth, like yeah. the Aryans, the Atlanteans, and stuff like that, and also extraterrestrial. So yeah. that's kind of all pseudo, or that's kind of all pyramidology, which is cool. If you want to get into it, awesome. Yeah, you, you. They'll accept you. So one of the, like, just some quick biblical ones. Mm-hmm. A lot of people for a long time believed that um, Joseph, when he was in Egypt, these were built for as granaries. Okay. So they just stored grain in them. Yeah, big huge granaries. It so, you doesn't know, make the, a lot of sense, though. Yeah, the 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 famine, yeah. and he built these granaries. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the pyramids. that was what the pyramids were used for. Um, this was believed for quite a while. Wow, they're wide at the base, narrow at the top, perfect for like a typical silo. You Except know? for they're not empty. Yeah, Except for the, granary, not the granary idea fell out of favor favor in the Middle Ages. Um, as European travelers visited Egypt and saw firsthand that the pyramids oh. are not hollow. So yeah. they kind of believed they were hollow forever. That makes sense. Then, and then yeah. when they started looking into it, they're like, eh, there's never much grain at all. <laughs> That's a horrible way to <laughs> store grain. What a waste of space. <laughs> yeah. The other uh, theory is that they believe Noah built them. Noah buddy? Huh? Or Noah buddy? Noah buddy. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what I believe. Yeah, nobody on earth. Mm-hmm. No, Noah that built yeah. the ark. Had, sure, he actually built this after. He's like, I'm a good architect. <laughs> I made Just an ark. Keep on building some stuff. Earth flooded. I I survived. Yeah, but the mm-hmm. desire to situate the pyramids in the Christian context persisted. 1884 proceedings of the American Meteorological Society mentioned 
1859 book by John Taylor, not the one associated with our church. <laughs> yeah. The Great Pyramid, why was it built and who built it, which claimed that the biblical Noah directed the largest pyramid's construction. Mm. You know, built the most amazing ship ever. Yeah. And so he also was part of building the pyramids. Interesting. So yeah, anyway. That's the thing. And then there's those that are like, I don't know what it is. Satan built it. Yeah, I can get that. I can get down with that. <laughs> That's pretty easy. Sure, yeah. And a lot of people that just don't understand, they're like, probably Satan. It's got to be Satan. If God didn't build it in the Bible, Satan built it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, Joseph T. Judge Ruthford, a leader of the early Jehovah's Witness movement, was uh, determined to put an end to the Christian pyramidology espoused by his predecessor, uh, Charles Taze Russell. Taze Russell. Yeah, <laughs> cool Charles name. Taze Russell. Taze. Ruthford wrote a two-part article appearing in the November 15th, 1928 uh, editions of Watchtower titled mm. The Altar in Egypt, wherein it declared it was certain the Pyramid of Giza was not built by Jehovah God, nor was it built at his command, and he said it was erected by Satan. Satan put the knowledge in the dead stone, mm. which may be called Satan's Bible and not God's stone witness. Okay. Erecting the Pyramid, of course, Satan would put in some truce, you know, kind of mix it up a little, make yeah. you feel like you know what you're doing. Satan is the foe. So anyway. Yeah, interesting. So yeah, there's a lot of writings on that. I'm going to skip past all that. So anyways, that's, you know, that's an easy one. I can understand people like, oh, it's probably Satan. Yeah, sure. To lead us astray. Um, here's another one. Israel is plotting to steal the pyramids. Oh, they are? Yeah. Gosh. Egyptian researcher uh, Amir Gamal uh, recently told Elephant News. I don't know how to say it. Elephant? Elef. Uh. Elef. Elef uh, newspaper that the is that Israel's launched a plot to falsify history to show the Jews built the t the pyramids. Mm. That's what they believe, but they're not going down there directly. They're sending in like kind of like missionaries from different cultures and nationalities mm. that are Jewish mm -hmm. to kind of reclaim what they believe they built. Okay, I didn't know about that one. Sure. That's kind of interesting. Why not? Actually, they're just hills. This is one you kind of mentioned. Yeah, an article appearing in October twelfth. 1884 edition of Fort Wayne Journal Gazette. Yes, Isn't that sir. the one you said? Yep. Reports and scientific conference held in Philadelphia where a paper was presented that offered a unique theory on how they were constructed. The object of the paper was established the fact that pyramids were built from the top downward. Mm -hmm. It basically was like a huge quarry where they yeah. were cutting and pulling stone from and they were, you know, no longer mountains now because they just like some competing um, engineers cut into the pyramids and now they appear as they are. Sure. So... They were hills, and so you didn't have to move anything. That makes it you just more cut it all in place. To be honest, yeah. So interesting. Um, the Great Pyramid was built by some other group, and this was like yeah. how Atlantis had been part of this. So Atlantis built the pyramids. Ignatius Loyal Donnelly, mm -hmm. that was a great name. Yeah, a former congressman from Minnesota. Gotta believe the congressman. Mm -hmm. Became obsessed with the legend of Atlantis in 1882. Did we, did we mention him in I don't, the Atlantis? It, the does, it doesn't ring podcast. a bell to me, but I don't yeah. know. Among his theories. Oh, yes. The I antediluvian think, yeah, world. Yeah, I was going to say. The antediluvian world among, the, among theories listed the first chapter of the book. That there was once existed in, in the Atlantic Ocean, basically that Plato had described, yeah. a large island which was the remnant of the Atlantic continent. Atlantis was a region where man first rose from the state of barbarism in, uh, to civilization. The implements of the Bronze Age in Europe were derived from Atlantis. So they basically got all the information and 
I, I've seen, I think there's a few History Channel episodes about Atlantis being part of the pyramid construction. Mm, yeah, I'm sure. It was they're... knowledge that came from the superior race that we've talked about before. Yeah. So that one's kind of interesting. Um, yeah, I think that there's just too much on that. I don't really need to go into detail. So okay, there's an ad there. Do you want? <laughs> oh, you you're going way down there. Yeah, this was all part of that same thing that I'm like. There's no reason to really talk deep into the sure, Atlantic. I get one. that. What there is use in talking deep into is off the grid surplus because they've got a mission. Yeah, Cam. Um, and their mission is to inspire greater connection through adventure, and that's what I love. We want you all to get out there and have some adventure, right? Cam and I are going to have some adventure this next year. Guarantee yeah. it, okay? <laughs> they do that by creating extremely functional and everyday wearable products for a great price to take you off the grid. And how do they do that? Well, they simplify your clothing options so that you only need one piece of clothing instead of three or four. They combine the best features from outdoor, workwear, and tactical into one everyday wearable package. Check out their site, offthegridsurplus.com. Get an extra 15% off with our code CASUALPREPPERS15. Go get you some. So good, man. Yes, sir. You can go from church to the gas station to the mountain, all mm. in the same And I usually outfit. do. <laughs> <laughs> I usually do. Yeah. So um, the construction and orientation direct special powers or pyramid power. So this, this is that part. Power. Pyramid power. Pyramid <laughs> power. I don't know why Arnold Schwarzenegger's yelling it, <laughs> but he is. Yeah, I lift this with pyramid power. Uh, you've got to use the pyramid power. <laughs> it's the only way. You can't power clean. You got to do pyramid power. <laughs> Yeah, so the idea that the very shape of the pyramids makes them capable of harnessing regenerative powers probably uh, traces to its origins and first discoveries of the well-preserved mm -hmm. mummies in Egypt. Yeah. Apparently, they weren't in it, though. No, they weren't. So that is, this is this is confusing. But but other ones did have mummies. Apparently. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a pyramidologist. No. Whatever. But I do um, believe in pyramid power. Yeah, yeah. Okay. In the early 20th century, French researcher André Bovis... That's kind of got a little Russian there. Yeah, that's all right. Tested the theory by building a scaled-down replica <laughs> of the Great Pyramid and placing raw meat inside to see if it rotted. That is the best yeah. science experiment ever. So he oh had... Oh, my gosh. Basically, he had... Um, so it says he never visited them. That's what's mm. a little confusing. Sure. There's, there's some that say that he did, and he saw that there was, like, a big pile of, like, these carcasses inside the pyramid, and he's like, they're not going bad. These so, carcasses are still good for a very long very ago. good, eh? Mm. <laughs> mm. Still croissant. tastes very good. Um, and so he went back and designed his own little mm -hmm. Great Pyramid at home, and he put raw meat inside <laughs> and to see if it rotted. <laughs> Hearing these experiments, Czech radio engineer Carl Debrawl, mm. Dur Durbel, Durbel. Um, built a cardboard pyramid <laughs> and claimed that it had actually sharpened his razor blades. <laughs> like he just put them in there he and put they got them sharp. in there and they got sharp. So <laughs> oh it's like, gosh. the power of the freaking pyramid is oh incredible. Gosh. 1959, wow. he was granted a commercial patent for the Chopos razor blades sharpener. Wow. You stick it in a pyramid and it'll be good in the morning. We should put, we should try that. We do need to try that. Yeah. I want to put a dollar bill in it to see if more dollar bills come more. out. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But the pyramid, Pyramids, uh, Pyramid Power's golden age was the 70s. Yep. At that mm -hmm. time, San Francisco-based writer Bill uh, Sivert Riley 
observed that it was the perfect pop phenomenon for Jimmy Carter era. It's simply, uh, it's simple. It requires no great commitment, and anyone can afford a piece of cardboard and can participate. <laughs> Depending on the literature. Oh, you you broke poor people can figure this out who voted for Jimmy Carter. Yeah. They said there was advertisements with this that it can sharpen cutlery, age wine, remove bitterness of coffee, preserve foods, purify tap water, strengthen TV reception, just put a pyramid on top of it, reduce pain, and assist in meditation. Dude, we might need to do like a full episode. I had no idea that there was like this big thing about like these pyramids, like you just put a pyramid inside. Like so, like I always, your life is made. I had heard that people thought it possessed like like healing power and stuff like that, but I had no idea that it that's kind of like your that knives. triangle thing. Honey, yeah, you were saying on, exactly. Like yeah. I'd heard about that before. I didn't know that. Yeah, they said even um, wow. among these were yeah the ability to preserve food, sharpen and maintain. <laughs> I need a pyramid refrigerator. Wow. I know, man. Yeah, improve health function as um, like an incubator. Trigger sexual urges. Oh, what? Well, you put a, tra- a triangle in your bedroom <laughs> and cause put it on my wife's uh, side of the bed. Another effect. Why are you hanging this? Uh, it's just a phone charger. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> just leave it's it. Fine. Don't just touch it. Leave stay it right under there. there as much as you possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Anyways, mm. it it possessed or it it allowed for all these amazing things to happen. My goodness. Um. Oh, this is the part that kind of said French ironmonger and pendulum dowsing author Antoine Bovis. That's that guy. What's an ironmonger? I don't know. He just freaking loves iron. <laughs> just like I'm wondering what I I might be stupid. I don't know if it's somebody that that's like is. I don't know. I mean, I know what like a warmonger is. Yeah, look but at like, an what's ironmonger. an ironmonger? I don't know. A but, person or store selling hardware such as tools and household implements. Oh, so he was just selling crap. No, he was just selling stuff. But he loved the whole <laughs> pendulum dousing stuff. So sure. he um he said that the construction of the uh Egyptian pyramids were actually done by this. Like they took a rod and pendulum and figured out the precise place to put it. Sure. And also it had its special power. So like a like a water dowser type thing. Exactly. Like where they're trying to find where yeah. to the well, well is. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So he basically used that. Yeah. And that's how they determined this the place to put it. Plus the positioning of the pyramids possess this like they give the this amazing power to like preserve food and all this other stuff. Mm. But he said when he did it, like that I was talking about yeah. before, he found that like positioning it just right um, with this positive two thousand degree magnetic plates, we can mummify animals mm. and the pyramid uh and pyramids have the same property to do all this stuff. So he tried it, put some fish in there and meat and he said it succeeded totally. Wow. Don't know how he didn't have anything else to claim right. about that. Mm. And then came the razor blades and all that stuff. Sure. But in media, so this pyramid power kind of um was was uh used in, in a lot of different media. Sure. Flanagan's book um, was featured on the cover of the lyrics of... Did I mention Flanagan in here? I don't think I did. I don't know. Anyways, um, yeah. The the Alan Parsons Project 1978 album Pyramid, mm. Pyromania, or Pyromania, I guess you should say, uh, a song from the album mocked the idea of pyramid power. Sure. Um, Martin Gardner spoofed pyramid power in his mathematical mathematical games column in the scientific american issue 1974 featuring recurring fictional characters dr matrix the conjectures of pyramid power convinced the onan family hotel and condo developers in gurney illinois to build the pyramid house well what about you know the luxor the luxor right exactly and you know and i always thought that was weird like why do they have the big light on the top because there was a capstone yeah and i didn't know can you book that 
the the top. I don't the know. Very, very top of it. I don't know. I think and it's he, trash the hole these days. blows my mind. It kind of looks a little trashy I think it's kind of trash. But it is creepy in there because the elevators yeah, are all sideways and yeah. stuff. It's, uh, I, I think I, I went and ate at the uh, buffet there one time, and I was like, mm. Yeah. I think my daughter peed. We went to the <laughs> Titanic Museum, and they had oh, yeah, the bodies there. thing in there, too. Mm-hmm. They um, have a big arcade there that's pretty cool. Oh, really? I remember, yeah. I didn't see that. Cool. Yeah. It is kind of a, like... It must have been better in its day when I, yeah, it was when, built. When, when, it was I, built. when I went, I was like, but then again, everything in Vegas gets trashed. No, real quick, yeah. So I didn't know this. A religion founded in 1975 mm-hmm. called the Summum I think we talked the construction about that. of a pyramid called the Summum Pyramid in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yep. I, I think I showed you a picture of it one day. Maybe you did. We were talking, I think it was in the cult episode or something. Maybe we had talked, I can't remember. We, and it was I remember that? seeing it, yeah. Yeah. I That's remember cool. I seeing I pictures. I haven't seen it. Is it still there, I assume, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, it was used in a lot of different other um, magazines and um, different ads and stuff. Um, but, yeah, so pretty fascinating that it was that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, some believe pyramids align with the constellations, like you're saying. Yep. And they kind of form this uh, perfect al- alignment with uh, the stars Orion. and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. We've already t- talked a little bit about this, but they believe that the capstone of gold that may have been, mm-hmm. and likely the colored exterior, like a, in this part I was talking about, how that perfect combination is what gave it all of its power. Sure. So it's kind of like all been broken down over time. Mm-hmm. I honestly think the whole thing was built as a giant escape room for the pharaohs. Mm. Makes sense. Sure, I could see that. It's tough <laughs> to get in, tough to get something out fun. type thing. Something fun. Yeah. Wasn't all that we thought. It's just crazy that all the knowledge we have these days, uh, like the things we can do, the, yeah. the things that we know, well, we think we know, I suppose, but we just can't figure this out. I know. And it it's just... been here for so long. It's like one of those, like I said, it was one. Of, it's one of the re- only remaining ancient wonders of the world. Yeah, that's insane. Like, it's just, it blows my mind. I, for the longest time, thought it was all figured out. Yeah. But no, we it's have not. no clue we have at no all. Clue. There are a couple of people that really delve deep into this. Um, Graham Hancock is one, and yeah, I know it's the one that you showed me. Like he's got a, a new series on Netflix, but a lot of it is not necessarily just about the pyramids. But um, also, there's a YouTube channel called Bright Insight where he goes. So he's the one that we talked about in the Atlantis episode as well. He has, yeah. does a lot with Atlantis, but he also does a lot with the pyramids. So there's you, just so much information. Yeah, like there's so we, much. We like. Oh, barely touched. We scratched the surface. Yeah, like and that would barely the, touched the tip of it. <laughs> yeah, the this, capstone. This episode is really hard because there's so much information. Yeah, and there's I so didn't much, want to bog it down with all the yeah. detail. I, we just wanted to mention there's so many conspiracies and conflicting, rightfully so, because it's yeah. super confusing. There's a lot of conflicting information so. on this. So, but it's so interesting, man. Really, really cool stuff. Yeah, like, it, yeah. I don't think. Yeah. I don't see us ever figuring this sucker out. I don't know, man. Yeah, that's why. I don't know. It's got to be aliens. Till the aliens show up. Yeah. Then they can tell us why. Uh, maybe if we go there one day um, and we and we start to, you know, look around in there, we would probably need some gear. And we need. We could gear. probably get some gear from BattleBox, I bet, because we've got the latest BattleBox. This box might do it, right? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there are some cool <laughs> stuff in here that <laughs> could, be, could be good. Uh, like in the basic box, the first item is the outdoor element fire flute. You ever wanted to play a play a foot flute foot and uh, um, start a fire at the same time? You gotta have the fire flute, right? <laughs> and then just lights up. Yeah, it has a whistle on it, and you can also start a fire. Yo, fire flute. Yeah, give that a blow. 
<laughs> give I a t- do a commercial for Give a toot on that fluid. <laughs> Hot as can be. Um, then we have the Delta Emergency Water Filter. Cool. Yeah, this is different. Yeah, I haven't seen this one. It's a new kind. It's like a carbon... Maxi pad. Maxi pad. <laughs> there you go. Multiple uses. You just pull it. You just drop it. <laughs> or yeah, you just filter through. Right? Filter through. <laughs> exactly. There's a lot of jokes there I ain't going to. Um, Absorbitz Wet Electronics Rescue Pouch. So this is if you get your iPhone wet, and that's not it. Yeah. That ain't it. That's, that's right. not it. Oh. That's not it. It's this one. It's <laughs> this one. I like this. Yeah, you're like, no. yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that's not it. The wet electric rescue pouch. Yeah. Goes in wet, comes out dry. Comes out dry. That's cool. Anyways. And then we got the Johnny Slicks Beast Bar. So it's like a rice, like a thing of yeah, rice. Yeah, it's like putting your phone in rice. Yeah. But awesome. it actually works. Now, this is it? No. Johnny Slicks Beast Bar. <laughs> Slicks. So, yeah. It Beach smells good. Bar. That does actually smell good. And then we go into the advanced box in Cam's favorite item, the Right Line Gear Single Cargo Storage Bag. There we go. <laughs> you figured it out. I was holding out. Yeah. Waiting. There you go. Exactly. That. So that's cool. Then we got the Figure 9 Carabino, Carabiner Rope Tightener. Figure 9. These are That, that one's kind of cool. I don't think I have that one. I don't either. I have a bunch of carabiners, yeah. but not this one. Nope. And then we got the Pro Box. We have the Wiley X Voucher, $100 value at oh, WileyX.com. That's why they have it all. Yellow yeah. attention, don't throw it mm. away. Well, no, it's it's in the envelope. Ow. Yeah. Don't throw both of them away. Yeah, you don't need the other one. Really. That one's telling you not yeah. to throw this <laughs> one away. That's what I'm telling you not to throw that one away. <laughs> exactly. And then Pro Plus. $100 off? Hundred, no, $100. Uh, it's a gift card, basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then the Pro Plus, we got the Condor El Salvador machete. You know, <laughs> made in Colombia, made in Colombia, in the hills of Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. You know, the thing is a beast. That is a that is a machete. That will cut your hand off. Yeah, that's amazing. That's I think that's the one that uh, Brad Pitt used to cut off that girl's hand in, oh, yeah. <laughs> in, in World War Z. Yeah, pretty that, sure. That's a and it's got a nice sheath too. Yeah, not like just some little. Crappy. Wear that one to Walmart. It's got a Is your EDC. <laughs> Put this on. <laughs> no. Wear it the next time you have a doctor's appointment. Yeah. Can be too prepared. Wear it to the dentist. See what happens, <laughs> you know? Oh, man. Yeah. That's it, Cam. That was a lot of stuff. Sure. But um, good times. now you know more mm-hmm. than your than elementary you school geology teacher. I don't think I learned one thing in school about the pyramids. I don't uh, remember. I just remember pictures. They exist. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. There's pyramids in Egypt. All right. Now we're going to go dance around a maypole. <laughs> now we're going to play parachute. Yeah. Everybody like, run underneath it. Yeah. Let's not do anything that's useful for yeah. sure. All right, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> Appreciate your time. Thank you for subscribing. Send us to your friends. Stay survived. <laughs>